T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey back to football here in a bit but we'll take a little uh, respite here to talk about the pro team we got sean hyken of the rose garden report you can find his stuff rosegardenreport.com or on twitter at hyken always enjoy uh, sean taking a few minutes for us what's going on my man uh how you guys doing doing good been a little bit of a 48 hours yeah I, w- I would say so it's it's been a stretch well right in the middle of all the super bowl stuff and then we had this like soap opera he said she said thing like I understand that this is a big deal, but God, it feels petty. Like even for the NBA, like drama, it feels petty. Yeah, and then especially when you look, uh, so the the night after this whole thing went down, the the Saturday night, because the the news broke of the Warriors' issues with Gary Payton's physical, and yeah. then Joe Cronin's press conference that same night. The following night, uh, the Warriors played a game at Lakers, and Gary Payton was. And they showed this on TV. Like this was like clipped, and, and, and it was just like it was out there. But Gary Payton was sitting on, you know, in the stands with Bob Myers, the Warriors GM, and Mike Dunleavy Jr., who I believe is their vice president of basketball operations. So it's and he was wearing a Warriors sweatshirt. So it's like at that point, there was no <laughs> way that they were ever going to actually rescind the trade and not have it go through. They just kind of wanted to, you know, for what for whatever reason, they wanted to make it known that they had issues with his medicals and with the way that the Blazers in their opinion handled the whole situation in terms of transparency and maybe the handling of the injury and whatever else, at least from their perspective. And then I, my favorite part about the whole thing is then that the, they asked him to look into the Larry Nance. You're asking the NBA to look into trades that didn't even involve golden state. Like what? Like it's the weirdest. I, I honestly can't remember a weirder story involving an NBA trade in, in my 20 years of doing this. I mean, I can think of ones off the top of my head that were maybe much more impactful than this well, ended because or that didn't happen because uh, somebody failed a physical. But I yeah. think that that wasn't that wasn't nearly this much of like a this team was accusing this yeah. team of impropriety I or mean, whatever else. People fail physicals all the time, but this wasn't like. And then Bob Myers getting up there and saying like, "Well, we we saw him play, so we didn't think about the games that he missed." It, it's just it's absurd. Like I understand that trades fall through and, and different teams can have different medical opinions, but. This thing just ended up being bizarre, and that's why I said it. it just seemed very high schoolish. 
Like there, and at the end of the day, nothing's going to come of this. I don't think so. And then have we just finally just moved past this dumb thing and, and the trade's done now and I, I can't see anything else coming out of this. Do you? Well, as far as I know, the NBA is still planning to investigate or, you know, do, do in whatever form that may entail. And, you know, I guess they'll find whatever they find. From my vantage point, it doesn't really seem like uh, they have much of a case or that they're going to be able to get some draft picks back or the fine or whatever. I, I, don't, I don't really know the inner workings of how these sort of investigations work. What I will say is that in the process of my reporting on this story, I went back through my notes and through all of the different practices and times that Chauncey Billups and players and even Gary himself have talked about uh, their handling of this injury. And from training camp on up through, you know, some of those practices earlier in the season where Chauncey talked about it. And even when it got closer to him coming back every single time on record, he said, we're not going to make him play before he feels like he's ready. And then the night that Gary made his debut on January 2nd against the Pistons, after the game, somebody asked him about the minutes restriction that he was on, which I believe was 12 or 13 minutes at the time. And Gary said, yeah, that's what they say my minutes restriction is, but I told Chauncey that if he wants me to play more, I'm willing to play more. Like he, he, it, 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 from everything that I've heard, both on and off the record, like people have talked to about this situation, it sure sounds like everything has been consistent as far as they were never going to pressure him to play before he was ready and the you know the, the it's it's not it's not like the, you know his medical history was a mystery like you you look at you know what the way that you know the what Bob Meyer said I did watch that press conference yesterday and he said you know we just assumed that because he played the other night against us that he's going to be healthy enough to play I mean yeah he he missed you know the first half of the season yeah. with this core muscle surgery that everybody knew about and then after you know he missed a handful of games after he came back. But all of the he did not miss any games due to a core muscle issue. He missed three games, so he tweaked his ankle a little bit in that first game. He missed their upcoming three-game road trip they had after that. And then I believe after that he missed one game due to a, I think it was like a quad contusion. It was some sort of like leg bruise, but like not a big deal. And then he missed another game because he was sick. So it's not even like this core thing after he came back, at, from at least based on the public injury reports that the team puts out, which is the only thing we can really go off of without talking to the athletic trainers, which gets into HIPAA stuff. So that's never going to happen. But from the, you know, from everything we can gather the core thing, once he started playing and kind of realized the pain was, and the discomfort was just as good as it was going to be. And he was just going to gut through it. Uh, it was not an issue for him going forward. That's why he said, right. He said the rest of the year, it is what it is. I got to thug it out. Like those are from his own that's words. Those were his words. Yes. And then it just it, and it's weird because you know Cronin goes up for the press conference and I, again I don't know if you've ever seen this I don't remember it Cronin went up for the press conference and found out at the press conference that the Warriors had failed his physical and now there was a problem with it like no one reached out to the Blazers and told them they just went to Shams they just went to the Athletic it's just that's what I was told I don't I don't <laughs> I don't think Joe found that out on at the press conference I think he probably. If I had to guess, he probably, like, because I think the story came out like probably five, ten minutes or something before he walked in for the press conference. I think he saw it when we saw it. So maybe he had like five minutes to process it. But that's really still not enough time to really have a have a heads up. And I mean, I'm I'm not going to really tell any, you know, media outlet how to how to do their business. But to me, like, like if you're especially if you're going to run some pretty serious accusations like this the least you can do and this is like 101 stuff is 
reach out to the team and yeah. say, you know, hey, we're, this is what we have. Would you be willing to comment? And if they decline to comment, then you say they decline to comment. Like that's the that's kind of not really, you know, that that's pretty basic stuff to me. The fact that it went out and the entire Blazers organization, from what I've been told, was just completely blindsided by it. And not only was you know, the various media outlets that reported on it not reach out to them for comment, which, you know, is something you should do. But also, they didn't know from the Warriors that the Warriors had any issues with his medicals until the story came out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just, it's, it's, it's absolutely bizarre to me. It just, this just all seems like it's, it's fairly boilerplate type stuff that I, I go back to why, why this went down. It just, it's, other than, sour grapes or a, a bone to pick but I, I do think that for a while there and i remember when this came out i was like boy this doesn't look good for portland I mean, you're basically accusing someone of 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 covering stuff up and involves of a trade i'm like this is really bad i'm like this is serious and then you know so you, when you when you read that report you know you, you kind of take it at face value and then 48 hours later you look back at that and be like boy it puts a completely different spin on it and that's i think that's problematic when you run something like that because reputations can get damaged and that stuff matters it matters in the eyes of fans and i think it matters in a lot of the reputation that goes around the league you don't want to be viewed as a team that deals you know conducts business that way right and i don't think they are i was talking a couple days ago while this was all going on to an agent of another player on the blazers who told me and you know this this player who you know he's been here for a few years and has had a few different injuries that he's dealt with throughout that time uh, during his time in Portland has this, and this player's agent told me that not only was the way that the Blazers handled, uh, you know, this player's injuries that is when one of his clients been totally proper and above board the whole time. But he also said that he would put Joe Cronin at or near the top of the league in GMs as far as, you know, communication and transparency and being honest and doing everything the right way. And, you know, you also saw, unprompted after Josh Hart made his debut with the Knicks the other night, he went out of his way. He was not even asked about this, but he went out of his way to say, I just want to say that the Portland organization is a class act and they do everything the right way. And Joe Cronin is great. And you know, everything they do is, is by the book. And like, clearly, you know, if this is out there about, about them, like clearly other players on the team don't feel that way. Yeah. Talking to Sean Hyken of the uh, Rose Garden report. Now that that's all behind you, can we look at this with, with the exception of uh, you know Fiebel now being the greatest thing of, of all time? Nothing much has changed, right? At, at the end of the day, is, is this even a playoff team? I think they could get out of the play-in depending on the matchup. Like <laughs> if you have Dame and he's yeah. healthy, like that's that's the thing. Is like you know you look at. I don't think, and I wrote this the day of the trade deadline. Like I realized a lot of people were very underwhelmed by you know they didn't make a big upgrade or they didn't make any bigger moves. I don't think this what they did at the trade deadline makes them better, but I also don't think it really makes them that much worse. Like as long, I think there's, and also when you look at some of the other teams in that play and mix, Oklahoma city has started to fall off a little bit. Utah clearly, you know, they, they made the trade that they made and sold off some of their veterans. They're clearly, you know, going the other way and going for the lottery. We'll see what happens with the Lakers. We'll see if LeBron eventually just decides to shut it down. Now that he got the scoring record, maybe they won't be in the mix. They, I think they'll still probably, unless they decide to shut it down, which I, at this point, I don't think they're going to, but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens if Dane, you know, re-aggravates the calf or, or whatever else. As of right now, my understanding is that they're still going into every game, trying to win every game and they aren't planning on trying to shut Dane down or anything like that. And as long as you get into the play in, how many players would you take in a single elimination game over Dane? He's he's on a heater right now. 
Uh, Jeremy Grant recently switched over to Clutch, and, and there's a lot of people who kind of immediately hear that and start to worry. What are your thoughts in terms of, of Jeremy Grant and his next contract? I don't think he's going anywhere. I would, I would be shocked if he, if he did. I think, I mean, you saw what happened with Josh Hart. They, you know, when they traded for Josh Hart a year ago in the C.J. McCollum trade, they viewed him as kind of a long-term piece and somebody they wanted to keep around and set the culture and, you know, whatever else. And as this year came along, it kind of became clear that they weren't going to be able to re-sign him and they didn't really have the money because they had other stuff to do. And so what they did was they traded him and got something for him. I feel like if they had a thought that maybe, uh, you know, Jeremy Grant is going to leave or they don't know if they'll be able to keep him or he's going to cost too much to keep him, they would have done the same thing. They would have traded him and got something else for him. I wouldn't really look at the clutch thing as that big of a deal, first of all, because I think what actually happened was, and this was first reported by your colleague, Danny Morang, uh, who got it directly from Jeremy and tweeted it the other night, but he didn't just fire his agent and switch over to clutch. His previous agency got bought out by clutch. So it's really just the agency that he was already with got absorbed by clutch. So it's really not that big of a deal. But as far as that, even that part of it, the Blazers have a longstanding working relationship with clutch. Chauncey Billups, the head coach is a clutch guy. Yusuf Nurkic is a clutch guy. And he just got that contract that he got, which I think was sort of payback for clutch allowing, uh, him you know them to shut him down last season in order to tank like they they have a strong relationship with clutch so i don't think i know everybody thinks oh because clutch is lebron's agency he signs with clutch that means he's going to go to the lakers i would be i think i don't think he's going to sign the four-year 112 uh extension that he's eligible for right now i think what's going to probably happen is he's going to take it into free agency and he's going to resign i think it's going to be the extra year so the fifth year and maybe it's going to be like 30 or 32 a year instead of 28. So I don't think, I don't think there's really any danger of him leaving. He seems like he likes it here. You know, he and game are obviously very close. Uh, you know, he seems happy here. He, he likes his teammates. Everybody on the team likes him. Like, I don't really see why he would leave. I would, I, I'm going to guess, this is just a guess, but I think this is going to be one of those deals like the Anthony Simons deal last year, where at 1201 on June 30th, that's going to be like one of the first ones that comes out. Well, and it should be priority number one because if you bring back Grant, then you can take a swing in the offseason with maybe some of the assets and, you know, the future starts looking a little brighter. If Grant leaves, it's that's just a huge step backwards. So, you know, fingers crossed on that one. Wizards in town tonight. Blazers a one-point favorite. He's Sean Heike. You can read his stuff at the Rose Garden Report and uh, don't have too good of time in, in Salt Lake, that wild and crazy city at the All-Star Game, will you? <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Good to talk to you guys. And, and by the way, Salt Lake's fine. It gets a it gets a bad rap. I spent. I don't a lot- have an issue with Salt Lake City. I've only been there a couple of times, but I I I I don't have anything against that city. I, I spent five years around there, Provo. But you know, it's it's all right. It's it's getting better. There's stuff to do. Just get ready for some watered down beer. That's all. <laughs> all right. Th- thanks for taking a couple minutes for us. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the NBA All-Star game being in Salt Lake because nothing says NBA good times like Salt Lake. Although, you know, those Utah Jazz teams, those guys could party. Like, there's, there was always that, uh, there's an edge to the the Utah Jazz. And their fans aren't necessarily the kindest and, and most gentle fans in the NBA. So, you know, maybe there is something to, you know, good times to be had at the NBA All-Star game. You would defend Utah. Look at you and your BYU shirt. You're wearing a BYU shirt right now. That I am. Look, I'm not going to defend Provo. You don't need to go to Provo okay. ever. There's no even if you go There's to no see, reason to in the world. Go see a BYU game, but stay in Salt Lake. Okay, commute. 
Perfect. Drive the 40 minutes, right, from Salt Lake, see the game in Provo, go back to Salt Lake. There's no reason to be in Salt Lake, or in Provo. Salt Lake, it's all right. Uh, that's Sean Hyken uh, getting a little catch-up there on the Blazers and hopefully the stupid Gary Payton thing, which is just such a dumb soap opera story. Yeah, I hope we never talk. I mean, it, yeah. it's good to get an update on it. I'm glad he updated, but I'm, with I'm good if we never yeah, talk we're, about it. And, unless something happens, the NBA investigates, and they take away some picks or something, which I don't see happening. That is in the rearview mirror. Gary, Gary Payton Jr. didn't want to be here. Great. Good luck. Be back in, in Golden State. You know, more power to you. Hats off and, uh, you know, move on. And, again, we don't need him anymore because apparently Thibault is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> he's out there just knocking down threes. Guy that couldn't get off the bench in Philadelphia and couldn't hit a shot to save his life. Now he's Ray Allen out there in the corner. So there you go. Um, when we come back, uh, we'll get back into some NFL stuff. And uh, I wanted to ask you just kind of the kind of thoughts here as we, we look ahead. A lot of quarterback shuffling going on in the NFL, and it seems to become the norm now these last couple seasons. Where are we going with this? And uh, we had... One of the big dominoes fall today in the NFL. So we'll talk a little quarterback play when we come back. Primetime here on The Fight. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 